Photoshelter presents Vision Slightly Blurred. I'm Alan Murabayashi. And I'm Sarah Jacobs. Sarah, have you ever paid to attend a photo workshop? I have, yeah. No, tell me about it. I took, a, it was just a day thing. Um, it was for food photography, which at the time I was like, maybe I want to dabble in this. It was in a beautiful sunlit loft in Soho. It was a great Saturday. It was a lot of fun. Was it worth the uh, the amount of money you spent? And did it, yeah. let me, let me yeah. rephrase, mm-hmm. did it meet your expectation? Mm. It was worth the amount of money because I can't remember how much I paid. Mm-hmm. and But I still remember the woman who taught it and the lessons that I learned. And you so, got to yeah. eat the food at the end? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, <laughs> ate, we ate some good food. We, a prop stylist uh, helped, or food, excuse me, food stylist and prop stylist helped us. So just learning about the different type of plates that you should use and utensils and how the utensils should be positioned and all that stuff was super informative. There was a, an article on Petapixel uh, recently talking about, it's entitled, An Insider's Look at a Photo Workshop Disaster. Uh-oh. <laughs> by a wedding photographer named Grace Burt, who was, like like a lot of these workshops, was brought on as faculty with sort of ambiguous guidance as to, I mean, there was a schedule, but it seems like that was about it. Is this a fire festival situation? It was kind of like the fire festival of, of photo workshops, at least by her description. <laughs> oh, no. Saying, you know, there was no food. Oh, no. Um, people didn't show up in the right places. The, the organizers were physically not there. And oh. then they would be like texting me like, oh, where are you? Oh, no. So photo workshops can go really awry mm-hmm. without the right organization and leadership. And then I will also say, you know, I've taken some photo workshops and I've also been on faculty for some photo workshops. And I've also attended just as kind of like uh, an observer at some mm. photo workshops mm-hmm. because I... Because I co-founded Photo Shelter. We both went to Eddie Adams. Eddie Adams. We both went down to see yeah. Wyatt McSpadden shoot that's right. barbecue. Oh, that's right? right. That's right. Oh, that was a great workshop. That was a great workshop. I think that the organizers of the workshop often set the tone, or they're in charge of setting the tone of what the workshop's going to be. The way that faculty interact with students the overall vibe, like, you know, old school workshops are kind of like a little razzing the students. Mm. Like, you dummy, why did you do that? You know, and, and then the <laughs> like image a critique. Camp. Yeah, it's sort of like, and that's a style that maybe 20 years ago when you go with some old Nat Geo guy, like you want to be razzed that way. Right, right, right. In my experience now in the past couple of years, people don't want that. No, they want the warm and fuzzies, right? Yeah, and also, yeah. you know, the demographic is shifting. Mm-hmm. So in the workshops that I'm faculty for, the summit workshops, we're at like 50% women mm-hmm. now. Great. So as that changes, like they don't want to be harassed that way. Like, oh, speaking of harassment, you don't want to be sexually <laughs> harassed while you're at the workshop. That'd be that'd be great. Yeah. You want to be fed. Uh, yeah. the, the other example I, I read was uh, uh, make sure that if you say there's going to be a bed for your participants, make sure there's actually a bed there. Right. <sighs> I mean, it's nuts. Yeah, that makes sense. Deliver on the promises, yo. So wait, you've, you have taught a workshop, Alan? I've taught a few for a, a number of different organizations. Okay. And I will say in general, I mean, there, there are a few photo, workshop, uh, photo workshops out there that have the brand cachet, like a main workshop or a Santa Fe oh, workshop. Yeah. Yes. For even people yes. who are sort of peripherally in the industry, or hobbyist photographers, they'll know that because the brand is big enough. Yeah. And then there's like 2,000 other photo workshops out there. Uh, some of them are run by just like one person. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are, are larger organizations. Um, 
but the experience can be so varied mm. and it's so dependent also on the quality of the teacher. Yeah. Like just because they're a good photographer does not mean they're a good teacher. And you're That's not, very true. I mean, in most cases, I think people are going to learn and not to just like sit with someone famous. Uh huh. That said, I do think it's important though to, when if you are looking to take a workshop to start with a list of photographers and see if they're teaching any, like you should take a workshop from some, obviously from someone's work that you respect. And actually a number of working professional photographers are teaching workshops, um, either through Santa Fe or on their own. I tweeted out like, has anybody taken a fun workshop? And someone tweeted back at me about taking a Chris Buck workshop. Like I didn't even know he taught like that would be dope. Good portrait photographer. Yeah, ama- right, right, right. Amazing celebrity portrait photographer. Another one, uh, Peter Yang taught last year. What? At, yeah, I know. At Santa Fe. Oh, I wish I could have oh. taken that. Yeah, he taught at Santa Fe last summer. Um, so something like that where it's a photographer that you respect, that you like, that you know whose work is like consistently good and they're getting gigs, like you're going to learn something from that. And if not, you're going to kind of fan out and like meet, you know. A cool photographer. Hey, you know, I think the number one thing with the workshop is come away inspired because after the mm. workshop ends, you have to want to go out and shoot on your own. It's mm. not going to be like all your buddies and image critique every night. Right. So I, I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's harder when you're going for with only one instructor uh, and the weight of the world is on that mm. one instructor to deliver day after day because, True. you know, when, when I'm on faculty, it is exhausting. Is and it? it's not, you know, it's not, be- people aren't going because I'm a great photographer, but. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Alan's got the fans. <laughs> people are coming for Alan. <laughs> I, I think I'm a, I think I'm an okay teacher. You yeah, know? I think, no, I would imagine I think that. I understand enough about photography. That's true. Even if I can't do it, I have seen enough photography mm-hmm. that I can sort of explain it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's part of it as well. Yeah. But it's exhausting. And to be the only photographer, be the only photographer in faculty and then have to do that for two, three, five days, Yeah, you're not going to get a good experience. So that would be like one evaluation criteria I would use. Okay. Right? Noted. Also, price is interesting to, or important factor, clearly. Um, I mean, you know, workshops run up to $2,000 plus. Even more if you're on one of those fancy Nat Geo Lindblad Antarctica. Oh, yeah. Adventures for $15,000. Totally. I mean, then you're paying for like a bunch of travel. Yeah. Yeah, there was a there was a networking slash workshop um, that I you had to apply to. I did. Um, I got accepted, and it took. I I had to really evaluate. It was it was upwards of like I want to say three thousand dollars, and I just had to like sit for a minute and be like, is this going to be worth it to my career to really invest in this like one week of hanging out with some people? So this was a workshop. For professionals. Yes, it was. Because you had to apply. And I mean, it was big names, big photo editors Uh, that were going to be there. So your access to them, um, you know, you would get time. You'd get FaceTime with these like, you know, high end professionals from like Time Magazine and stuff like that. Yeah. The funny thing. I I, I didn't take it. Just. You didn't take it. No. Yeah. No. Okay. Yes. You know, in the corporate world, it's not unusual to have like an engineering conference, like a Google I.O. conference or the Facebook developers conference Mm -hmm. where you are paying thousands of dollars to attend. Uh, But in a lot of cases, maybe your employer is paying that fee. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Or, or maybe because you're a programmer as a freelancer, you're making $150,000 a year. So to spend $2,500, not a big deal. That right. is not the case with a freelance photographer. Right. Yeah. Right. Or that's not even the case with photo staffs. Like I've, I've, I've seen a lot of photo newspaper or magazine photo staffs where they're like, oh, we can't afford to send our people to, you know, a, a conference. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes even there, I, I won't mention the name but sometimes even their own conference they can't send their own staff to because they don't have the budget oh that's sad that's too bad well photo shelter put out a little blog post recently about 40 amazing workshops to check out yeah it's not obviously with a list of 40 it's not going to be fully comprehensive and there are a lot of good photo workshops out there that didn't make it on the list this year but they're all i mean if you want to check out stuff around the United States and around the world in all different types of disciplines. It's a nice list. Yeah. No, I was looking through it and I found two that I feel like I think would be important for editorial photographers to take. And they're from the main ones, which you said, the main workshop one, uh, visual storytelling, putting it all together with Karen Marshall, teaching you how to like create a visual narrative um, and story through your photos. Um, And then at Santa Fe workshops, I mean, first of all, anything that's hosted in Santa Fe, if you're into natural light, you got to go to northern New Mexico. Got to go. You got to go. That's like where I learned to shoot um, was in northern New Mexico. So uh, some of the workshops there, definitely uh, look into and see if there's anything that floats your boat. I understand that that list of uh, 40 workshops to attend, that that you had something to do with that back in the day. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I might have started that <laughs> Oh, you start. Oh, okay. Back in the day. Like 2014, I did. You know, you brought up an interesting point, though, Sarah. A lot of people think of workshops as being this thing where a well-established photographer teaches about whatever sports or storytelling or whatnot, mm-hmm. and that the attendees are non-professionals. Like doctor, dentists, people that have an interest who want to meet somebody famous and talk to them and have a dinner and drink some wine with them. Mm. But you talked about workshops that are for professionals to further their career. Do you think that's yes. a, like a viable market? It could be. Yeah. It could be. I think. Um, I think the idea, uh, the the particular one that I applied to, the idea of being able to like hang out at a bar and get a drink with the photo editors after a day of shooting and being critiqued is pretty special. And I think, I mean, it it was similar to Eddie Eddie Adams, Mm -hmm. right? Like where you, where you were able to socialize with um, these amazing photographers that maybe one day you would assist or um, a photo editor that might hire you. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, this was a lot of money, $3,000. Like I think that uh, photographers, Professional photographers wouldn't want to spend that money to learn photo technique. But Mm. I think to your point, if there's an opportunity to meet photo editors Mm -hmm. and sort of um, expand their network and or get feedback from photo editors to say, okay, if I want to be in this type of photography, like advertising photography and the creative director from this ad agency is going to be there, then that's a worthwhile investment, right? It might be. It might be. But then I would argue maybe that you just go to a portfolio review. That, True. That's another avenue to yeah. sort of have that. Granted, that's not as casual. It's not as like, oh, we're going to talk over a beer, but it can still be super beneficial. Yeah. And a little bit cheaper. Not, exactly. Not necessarily free, but a yeah. little bit cheaper. Right, right, right. Plus, then you don't have to spend time with a bunch of strangers. 
<laughs> We're all antisocial at the end of the day. <laughs> it's like, let me go talk to another instructor. I don't want to talk to the student right now. No, that's exactly. not true. I love that's talking to the students. <laughs> no, it's actually, you know, so we started a um, summit workshops uh, this past year, started a, a workshop in Hawaii, which, as you know, I'm from Hawaii. Yes. Um, and it was a smaller group since it was the inaugural year. And it's actually, you know, these people, a lot of them have really interesting stories. And uh, at the nature workshop that we do in Jackson, we've literally had rocket scientists, doctors, tax lawyers, engineers. Wow. I mean, it's really inspiring. And yeah. then a lot of the attendees, we've seen a shift over the past few years where instead of just wanting to take nature photos, a lot of them are very concerned about conservation. Mm. They want to use their photos for conservation, which is a really neat shift that's happening so it is as an instructor as an instructor um it's cool to see the shift in both the demographics Mm -hmm. so more women or younger people uh, as well as just sort of the mentality of of how people see their photography being used uh in the larger world out there oh cool yeah yeah that's nice take a workshop take a workshop take a workshop but think about some things number one think you know consider cost is it is it is this going into like your marketing plan in terms of you're going to meet potential people to network or that are going to hire you or is this technically just for skill you're going to learn a new skill set you know that's all important to consider who's teaching it do you like them you know whatever what kind of goals do you want to get out of it um and who else might be attending the workshop will it be other professionals or will it be amateurs um and i would say important. talk to Talk to like a couple of people that have actually attended the workshop yeah. to get a real feel. Not not like ten years ago, right? But in the past couple of years, and I wouldn't just say talk mm-hmm. to one person because you know one person could just have a bad day. Yeah. Um, but I think when you talk to two or three people, you very quickly get a sense of how well organized and how professional the workshop can be, and that'll that'll give you a better return on investment. Totally. And a way that you can find people, just like tweet it out, tweet it out with the hashtag, tweet like from the workshop, tweet at the workshop, leave a comment on Flack Photo. Someone's probably gone to it, you know, use your social media. Our list of 40 great workshops to attend in 2019 and 2020. You can find that at the blog at blog.photoshelter.com. See you next time. PhotoShelter is the online leader for photography websites and workflow tools. Archive, distribute, and sell your photos in a mobile-friendly, responsive website. Try one free for 14 days at photoshelter.com slash podcast. Then download one of our free educational guides at photoshelter.com slash resources.